You're tuned in to The Todd Coconado Show, otherwise known as The Remnant, one of the most listened to podcasts in the Christian community. You can visit our website, toddcoconado.com, and now broadcasting live around the world from Music City, USA, Nashville, Tennessee, here's the host of the show, Pastor Todd Coconado. All right, everybody, welcome to The Remnant. Pastor Todd Coconado here. And we have a very important question that we're going to be asking today. As the world is on fire, as there are so many different things that we could be worried about, afraid of, fear, doubt, you know, see the blasphemy that some people are doing and saying they're Christian, yet they're blaspheming the Holy Spirit. Uh, we're watching as uh, many people are masquerading as Christians but yet their fruit says otherwise. I mean, some of these singers, some of these worship leaders, I can just get into the whole thing. Preachers that are acting more like pimps uh, driving around in, in ridiculously expensive cars wearing ridiculously expensive clothes, and yet they're saying they're doing the work of the Lord. How does this all possibly tie into having faith? Well, because without faith, it's impossible to please God. But with the faith of a mustard seed, we can move a mountain. There's so many reasons why we could be discouraged in this hour. And I hear it every day. Christians are like, I'm, I'm just discouraged, Pastor. I don't know what to do. You know, the world is going crazy. It's going nuts. I'm so overwhelmed. Well, of course, that's the enemy's plan. He wants us to feel overwhelmed. He wants us to feel as if there is no hope. He wants us to get completely, uh, you know, freaked out, for lack of a better term. Uh, because that's the, then he wins. But what does the Lord say? He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. Why is faith such an important element of Christianity, our Christian faith? I mean, it, there it is right there, right? Our Christian faith, that's what it is. Yet so many people are lacking that very thing, faith. We've got to have faith in the, in the days, in the months, in the years ahead. Faith is going to be what gets us through. Our faith in Jesus, our faith in the Lord is what gets us through. But how do we maintain it? Well, the Apostle Paul exhorts Christians to walk by faith and not by sight. That's found in 2 Corinthians 5, 7. And what we see here is a contrast between truth and perception. Truth and perception. Think about that. What we know and believe to be true and what we perceive to be true. This is where the Christian struggle with a lack of faith finds its basis, my friends. The main reason why so many Christians struggle with a lack of faith is that we follow our perceptions of what is true and we listen to what other people are saying and the propaganda that's being pushed on us rather than what we know to be true by what? By our faith. Perhaps going any further in it, uh, it may be helpful to come up with a working definition of faith. Faith is contrary to popular opinion. In it, but not of it. It's not belief without proof. It's not belief without proof. This is the definition that many skeptics give for faith. This definition, however, it reduces faith to mere, uh, you know, a concept, an example. For Let me give you an example. I believe despite what the evidence tells me, skeptics are right to reject this concept of faith, and Christians should reject it too. Faith is not belief without proof or belief without a despot of evidence. Rather, faith is a complete trust or confidence in something or someone. That trust or confidence we have 
in someone is built up over time as he proves himself faithful time and time again. How many times in my life has the Lord shown himself faithful in the birth of my daughter and bringing me my beautiful, amazing wife, you know, in getting me out of a world that I was totally messed up in, Hollywood, those of you that know my story, as a child actor, totally messed up. I could have been like one of these other casualties that got eaten up by Hollywood, but the Lord decided to to allow me to have another chance, another chance. And what did that require? Well, I couldn't please him without the faith of knowing he's real. He wants us to acknowledge him in all that we do. He wants us to acknowledge him as the ever-present help that we ever could need. I mean, all that we ever need. He is our very present help in times of need. He is that strong tower that we run into. This isn't for for the people that have no problems. This isn't for the people that don't have a challenge. This is for the people that are going through it. This is for the people that are struggling right now. If that's you, this is what the whole concept of faith is. It's the fact that even though our situation can appear in the natural to be grim, and hopeless, we find our hope and our rest and our peace in our faith in Jesus Christ. See, perhaps, uh, you know, we got to just define what Christian faith is. It's a faith-based religion, literally. It's a, it's a faith-based religion. It's based on the faith in God and his son, Jesus Christ. See, God's provided us his word. That is amazing. I think about this all the time. The fact that we have an instruction manual to life. I mean, you can, it doesn't get any better than that. Something that is never out of date, that is never uh, irrelevant, that never, you know, it's, it's like he gave us a manual and he said, if you do this, you'll be blessed. If you do this, you'll have eternal life in me. You will rule and reign with me for eternity. Think of how powerful that is, friends. God's provided us his word, the Holy Bible, as a testimony of his faithfulness to his people all throughout history. And yet, why would we think that he would abandon us if we draw near to him, if we seek first his kingdom? See, in its bare essentials, Christianity is faith in the person and work of Jesus Christ. He's God. Jesus Christ claimed to be the promised Messiah and the Son of God. The triune God, the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, he's part of that. And his life was one of perfect righteousness according to the revealed law of God. His death was an atoning sacrifice. We've been talking about this. For the sins of his people, that's you and me. And he was raised to life three days after his death. No one else can say that. No one. No other religion. No other faith. No other people. He's the only one that was raised from the dead, that died on the cross for our sins, for the sins of his people. And when we place our faith and trust in Jesus Christ alone for our salvation, God takes our sin and he places it on the cross of Christ and awards us by grace with the perfect righteousness of Christ. And that, in a nutshell, is our message. As Christians, we are called to believe this message and to live in light of it. Now, despite this, Christians still struggle with believing the biblical account. Why? Well, because it doesn't match up with our perception. 
of reality. I'll tell you a story. When I was in the world, it was about seeing is believing. You know, if I saw it, then I believe it. Otherwise, I wouldn't. I was a very matter-of-fact guy until the Lord got a hold of my life. I can't deny Christ, friends. He is living and he is real. He is so real in my life. That's why I want to tell everybody about him because what he did in my life, he took a wretch like me that was bound, that was, that was you know, just totally afflicted with bondage, with, with sin, and he cleansed me. And he washed me clean. Now, the world, you could say, Pastor, talk about the CDBC, the Central Bank Digital Currency. Pastor, talk about the war in Ukraine, you know, in Eastern Europe and how it's escalating. Could go into a nuclear war at some point. Talk about China. China. Talk about China, how they might invade Taiwan, how they're literally taking over the world as the, as the, as the global superpower. I could talk about all those things today. And we have many people that are. And am I a watchman and am I concerned about them? Yes. But see, this is where we've got to get down to the basics and the fundamentals of our faith. We've got to get down to what we actually believe because from here on out, we're in a new season. It's a new time in our world. Things aren't going back to what people would consider normal. That's gone. We're in a new wineskin. You can't fit new wine in old wineskin. It'll burst. This is a new time. This is a time for lions and generals. It's a time for people that have big faith. We either believe this or we get off the boat. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, look, are you a Christian? I'm a Christian. Are you a Christian? If we're Christians, we've got to just, what is Christianity? What does Christ tell us? He says he's with us even until the end of the age. He says he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. Do we believe these things though? That's the question. Because I think, personally, there's a lot of Christians out there that don't believe this stuff. They kind of half believe it. When it's convenient, they believe it. And look, I'm not here to mock anybody. I'm not here to make fun of anyone today. There is, therefore, no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus. I'm simply stating the facts. Have I struggled with doubt before? Sure. So listen, today we're going to talk about this. Why we've got to get rid of doubt. And it's time for us to step out the boat and onto the water. It's time for us to either believe this stuff or we might as well just not be Christian. Because Christian, you know, Christianity requires faith. Without it, we can't please God. With it, we can do it. We can do it all. Even greater things than Christ did in his ministry. But it's time for us to step out that boat and say, look, this is what I believe. I'm going to believe this. This is what it is. This is Christianity. All right, stay tuned because I believe today's broadcast is going to build your faith. We're going to talk about it all. We'll be right back. It's Sunday's empty All right, everybody, welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show here on 93.3 FM and all over the world on the uh, podcast, on the app. We're so thankful that you're here. We're so thankful for Real Talk Radio. Make sure you download the app for all those out there. And, of course, I have an app, and I also have a website. It's PastorTodd.org. PastorTodd.org is my website, and that's the central hub where you can find all the different things that we're doing. We have a church, May 5th, here in Nashville. Come on out to the grand opening. It's going to be amazing. We're very expectant. Everybody's working like busy bees right now, getting everything ready. May 5th, here in Nashville, actually Gallatin, Tennessee, it's going to be awesome. Come on out. PastorTodd.org. You can also find me on social media. If you go to that page, 
It'll link to all of our social media accounts. We're talking about faith today. Why it's so important. Listen, God just got a hold of my life when I got stabbed nine times. Even though I was a Christian about two years before that, this was my Damascus Road encounter because at that point, I could not deny the fact that Jesus is real, that God is real. Absolutely, 100%. No one will ever convince me of anything else. And maybe he does this to certain people like myself so that we can share the truth. This is the reality of our world. Now, that is easy, or at least easier, when you're not going through a, I, I call it mountaintop and valley experiences. That's the faith journey. So if you're on a mountaintop right now, it's great. Yeah, God is good. Hallelujah. Everything is blessed. When you're in a, in a valley and you're going through the storm and you're in the valley of the shadow of death, it's much harder at that point to, to be like, yeah, praise God. You know, if, if you can do that, then you've, you've matured in your walk. And that's what God is looking for because the enemy uses all different types of devices that, you know, sometimes he hits us with a barrage. One, two, three, four, five, six, you know, six things at once. It's overwhelming. That's what he wants to do. He wants you to be down, beat down, discouraged, losing faith, lacking faith, doubting. Then he's won. Then you're not doing what you're called to do. But see, the most powerful Christian, I'm just going to be real with you if that's okay. The most powerful Christian is the one that looks up in the middle of that valley experience and says, Lord, I know you're with me. And devil, not today. You're under my feet. And you start binding in the name of Jesus. You start telling those demons to flee in the name of Jesus. This is not my story. My story doesn't end here. God is going to turn this thing around. I don't know how, but Lord, I have faith. I trust you and I praise you right now in this difficult valley experience. That is the optimal. If you can do that, you have, you have passed the test, my friend. And that's what God's looking for. And that's what defeats Satan. He's a defeated foe. Hallelujah. Jesus did claim to be the promised Messiah and Son of God because he is. His life was one of perfect righteousness according to the uh, revealed law of God. His death was the atoning sacrifice for sins of his people. That's us. And he was raised from the dead, as I said. And God takes our sin and he places it on the cross of Jesus, on the cross of Calvary, and awards us by grace because we're saved by grace, not by works. It's not a works-based faith. It's a grace-based faith with the perfect righteousness of Christ. And that, in a nutshell, is our message. And as Christians, we're called to believe this message, and we're called to live in light of this. That's the gospel. He's the eternal sacrificial lamb. And, you know, here, here's what I'll say, and because I can, I can say this because I've lost several people very, very close to me, and I know the pain of death. I know the pain of having somebody that's ill, that's in your life, and you think, my God, how can this be? I'm praying, and it seems like nothing's happening. Listen, if the Lord takes someone home, just make sure they're saved before they go. If you have the opportunity to minister, and somebody's on their deathbed, you better tell them about Jesus Christ, and they better accept him, because that's a life or death situation. We've got to be more bold in sharing a lot of times we pray in secret, but we don't even share with the person that's literally on their way to, to death. See, God is the one that decides who lives and who dies. And I know many powerful and anointed preachers that were making a huge difference, by the way. 
that the Lord took home. One of my friends, one of my mentors, actually, not that long ago, was out running in Hawaii, and he got hit, I think, by a motorcycle. Just bam, right there, and that was it. He went home to be with the Lord. He left a wife and a church and kids, and it's like, why? Why did you take him? We may never know until, until we're back home in glory. You know that old song, we'll understand it better by and by? But then we as believers, we have to reconcile this. We have to try to figure out, why did this happen, God? See, we sit here and we, we mourn. And then, by the way, there's a time for mourning. It's okay to mourn. Mourning is okay. You don't always have to be happy, happy, joy, joy, by the way. Because there's a time. There's a time for these things. But at the end of the day, we have to look at it from an eternity standpoint and say, well, if that person knew the Lord, the, body, the, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. And if we have an opportunity to minister to somebody who's got some disease or some illness and we're unsure if they're saved or not, we better, we better tell them. That's the most important thing. We better tell them. But we don't understand his ways are not always our ways. Listen, I have a, a brother who's special needs. His name is Scott. He's three and three-quarter years younger than me. I'll be 46 in June. Listen, his whole life, since he's been three years old, he's been sick. Not sick like, you know, dying sick or anything. He's just, he's got, his mind is, is not in a way that he acts like a normal person. He's, he's special needs. Very unique. There's, I don't know anybody that has the exact situation that happened to him. We think that it was an oxygen loss to his brain when he had croup and pneumonia. We don't really fully know. All we know is he went in normal and he came out special needs. Still alive. And you know what? The Lord spoke to my mother on the way to the hospital when we thought he was going to die. We didn't even think he was going to make it. But God, he made it, but he's special needs. And so his whole life, he's lived special needs. Precious guy. Very happy guy. Those of you that know him, you know that. He, he's a preacher. He tells people, be saved. <laughs> I love Scott. He's a very special person. He's like a thermometer. He'll tell right away if somebody's a Christian or they're evil. But he'll say, no, like them. Or he does like you. It's one or the other. We call him a thermometer. See, God uses him, though, because he ministers to people. We don't fully understand why God didn't heal him. But see, on the way to the hospital, uh, my mom had an encounter with God. She was in the car by herself, and she heard the audible voice of the Lord, and God said he's going to heal him. So that's what we believe. And he has healed him in many ways over the years, but he's still not what's considered normal. Now, maybe that'll happen at some point. We don't know. We believe it in faith. But we don't sit and revel in our misery about, oh my gosh, look what happened to Scott. We praise God he's alive. A lot of it is perspective. It's making the decision. Every day, just living in the moment, being present. Praise God, I still have my dad. He had a stroke two years ago. He's, he's got kind of like a dementia right now. He's, you know, he's losing his cohesiveness. But yet at the same time, you know, he's, he's precious. I mean, he's, you know, if you know somebody that's had dementia, you'll see they kind of go back to their childlike state, you know? So here's this man that was a businessman for many years, and now he's, he's like a child. So I'm going to talk about some of these things. Look, I'm being very real and transparent with you today because I want you to understand it's, there's so much more to this thing we call life. The fact is, we've got to just understand that sometimes we just can't fully get what God is doing, but we praise Him anyway. And that's what faith is. PastorTodd.org. Very important conversation. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after this break on Real Talk Radio 93.3.
Welcome back to the Todd Coconato Show. I love this song, by the way. It's not out yet. What a savior. Hallelujah. I could just worship him right now. He's so good. See, what if we took the perspective of like, Lord, thank you for this day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. What if we just looked at every day like that? Thank you, God, for breath. Thank you, God, for health. Thank you for a roof over my head. Thank you for my friends. Just think about that, right? I mean, oh, God has been so good. How many prayers has he answered? So many. How many times has he shown himself faithful? So many. And yet we still doubt him. Why? It's, it's you know, it's because the enemy, the enemy lies. The demonic lies. It's in our ear, you know. Oh, did God really do that? Did God really rescue you or was it yourself? Or, you know, was it really you? You know what I'm saying? He wants, he wants us to take the credit instead of giving God the glory. So, you know, despite all these things, Christians still struggle with believing biblical account. Why? I mean, we know the Bible's true. Listen, think about the Bible. It's the best-selling book of all time. <laughs> I mean, our calendar's based on Jesus' life. I mean, think about this, right? I mean, come on. Everything around us, look at the sky, look at the stars. You're telling me an intelligent being didn't create that? You're telling me that just came out of nowhere? Come on. So there has to be a creator. I mean, it's just statistically impossible that there's not. How could there not be? It takes way more faith to believe that. I mean, that's just a cop-out what that is. Missing links and coming from monkeys and apes. I mean, come on, are you kidding me? It's actually ludicrous that people believe this stuff. But these are the same people that say, well, a boy can be a girl and a girl can be a boy and you can do whatever and, you know, no law, lawlessness. Of course. Of course they're going to say everything came from nothing. What else are they going to say, right? I mean, these people, they have reputable minds, reprobate minds. But here, I mean, you know, somebody that's just seeking, the Bible says, seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be open. It's very simple. Come as a child, childlike faith. Look, God is real. It's like my little daughter, you know, when she wakes up in the morning, she says, Daddy. I mean, it's the first thing she says. Daddy, where are you? She knows that Daddy is going to come, and, and no matter where I am or what I'm working on, I'm going to rush up there. She just turned four, right? And so... You know, it's like that with God. We, we just come as a child. Daddy, help. Help, Father. I'm in, a, I'm in a bind. I need you. You get on your knees. You cry out to him. Help me, Lord. But Christians are struggling, struggling with their faith. Ministers are struggling with their faith. People that are out there are appearing to be really on fire for the Lord, and maybe you are, but then it's like, you know, you don't talk about the times when you have doubt. Is God really going to bring me a spouse? Because it just seems like it's never going to happen. Is God really going to heal my family member? I don't know. Is it going to happen? Is it not? No, we, we've got to have faith. And then whatever happens, we praise God. But without the faith, it's impossible to please God. And look, if something does happen, you know, you're praying for your marriage. How's my marriage going to ever be healed? My wife is, you know, so nasty, so mean. How's my, my husband ever going to change? He's an alcoholic. He's abusive. How am I ever going to have enough money? This job only pays minimum wage and I have no skill set. I'm depressed. 
Look, this is so many people. You're not alone if you feel any of these things. You got molested as a child and you've never been able to get over it. You feel worthless. People have said horrible things to you. You feel ugly. You look at all these other people and you're like, why am I ugly? These are lies from the pit of hell. The devil wants to keep reminding us of these things so that we don't know who we really are and what we're capable of doing. But when we understand that it's all about faith, because literally that's what it is. Listen, faith is more important than what you got in your bank account. I know pastors, some of my dear friends that literally said that property is going to be mine. They had nothing in their bank account and they acquired it. And now it's got millions and millions of dollars of buildings and structures and thousands of people that attend each week. I'm telling you, the faith of some people is what got them to where they are because God says, okay, I can use this person. I can use this person because they believe, they get it. They understand the whole thing, what I wanted. See, what God wants is, look, he gives us his free will. He creates us in his likeness and image. He brings us into the world. Literally, I mean, think about how intricate our body is that everything works together and we grow and then we become an adult. And it's like he gives us free will and then he says, but if you come back to me and, and, and you turn over that free will to be in my will, then I'm going to give you the optimal version of your life. Doesn't mean you're not going to have trials and tests because everybody in the Bible had them. Literally, the most powerful people, Paul, Jonah, all of them, Peter. I mean, just go on and on. They all had trials. They all had trials. Job, David. I mean, we could just keep going. All the stories, all of them. But every time there was a redemption, every time God Look, they, if they went back and believed in God and said, I don't care what just happened, I'm going to have faith. Look what they got. Look at Job. He got a double portion. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so this is what God wants. He gives us the free will. He gives us the option. And we go back to him and say, I listen, I just want your will, Lord. I want to praise you. That's what my life is about. God says, okay, I can use this person. Here it is. He gives you the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You're led by the unction of the Spirit. He sanctifies us. He allows us to be his representatives as the salt and the life. And then what in the world? Oh, my goodness gracious. Look what happens. Salt and light, you know, salt and light. Yeah. Look what happens. Whoo. I'm telling you the testimonies of some of my friends and what he's done in my life. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We may believe that Jesus was a a real person. We may believe that he died on the cross at the hand of, I guess, the Romans and the the Jews that, you know, wanted him to die and crucify him, those in the the Pharisees and the, you know, the Sanhedrin. We may even believe that he led a perfect life according to God's law, but we don't see how faith in Christ makes us righteous before God. For some reason, we can't see Jesus atoning for our sins. We can't see or perceive any of the great truths of Christianity, and therefore we struggle with lack of faith, that's doubt. And as a result of this lack of perception, our lives often do not reflect the fact that we really believe what we claim to believe. That's a mic drop right there. This is the problem. Think about it. You got a bunch of Christians walking around that don't really believe the whole power behind who we are. I mean, it's now or never. Listen, we're, we're opening this church in Nashville, right? I pastored in California for 17 years. And then the Lord moved us out to Nashville. For three years, I've been more of an evangelist and 
you know, doing the radio show and the podcast and television shows. But it's been it's been very uncomfortable season because he said, get comfortable with being uncomfortable. But I will tell you this, my wife and, and my faith has just grown tremendously because what we've seen is in the middle of it all, God has taken care of us. He's built an amazing online community of remnant warriors. He's connected us with some of the most special people we, that we've ever met, met in our lives. And now we're opening the first Remnant Revival Center. And there's going to be many. This is just the first. Hallelujah. And so we went down to the property the other day and we were praying. And there was a gentleman that met us there and some friends and the owners of the, of the upstairs and the property and everything. And, and we all met and, and we were just praying. And oh my goodness, friends, the anointing was there. And, and the Lord was speaking. The Lord was speaking. And this is just one of, of many different things that have happened over the course of the last couple of weeks. I, one of my mentors called me and just blessed me tremendously. I've, I've been given words, so many words. In fact, one, one that's been given to me three times. And I always know when the Lord gives me a word three times, he really wants me to know it. And you know what he said? He said, believe for miracles. In this place, miracles are going to happen. But you have to believe it, Pastor. He put, he put a challenge on me. You better believe it. You, you pray for people to get healed. If they've got cancer, you pray and believe they're healed. If they're in a wheelchair, you pray and believe they're healed. If they got Alzheimer's, pray and believe they're healed. I'm telling you, it, it's amazing. God just said, either you believe it or get out. <laughs> yeah, he talks to me like I talk to some people. That's how God talks to me sometimes. Look, son, either you believe this or get out. You got to believe it because that's what you're preaching. You better believe what you're preaching. I do believe it. I do believe we're going to see powerful miracles, powerful signs and wonders, because I'm all in. And listen, by the way, I'm not here to criticize any of you because I just want to be real with you. I deal with doubt sometimes too. This is for all of us. Everything that I talk about, a lot of times I preach to myself, by the way, but then I have to, I have to hold myself to the standard. The standard of Christianity is the fact that we believe. When we understand the concept of faith and we walk it out, I'm telling you, mountains move. Things, things that shouldn't happen in, a, in, our, in our human brain that we just can't comprehend. I mean, miraculous things happen. It's like the woman that touched the hem of his garment. That's what we got to be doing as believers. We got to be walking around touching the hem of his garment all day long. We're, we're, we're literally on an assignment, not, a, not an assignment of hell, but an assignment of heaven to go out to cast out and to drive out. And so this is how the, the unbeliever looks at our life when not when everything's peachy, because that really doesn't say much. The unbeliever looks at our life when we're going through H-E-double-L and yet we're still praising God. And you want to stick it to the devil? That sticks it to the devil. He's mad when, when everything looks. I mean, think about when Jesus was on the cross that Friday that we call Good Friday, and I know somebody's going to argue me it's not the exactly correct day. Okay, let's just let's just stop there, okay? Let's just The fact is he died on the cross. He there was a, a Friday and he died on the cross and for 2 days it looked like hell had won. It looked like all the demons were probably rejoicing. Think about it. Oh my goodness, we killed the Messiah. Look at him. He's dead. He's in that tomb. And then what happened? He rose. And sin and death was defeated forever. And we have an opportunity to pull from that, to say, yes, that's who I am. I'm a follower of Yeshua. I'm a follower. I believe he died and rose again for me. 
When we believe that, we apply it, we walk in that reality. My goodness, just think about it. Think about if every Christian that you know, including ourselves, had the absolute faith that God could do what he says he does in his word. I mean, just think about it. What is he saying in his word? He says we, we can lay hands on the sick and they'll be healed. You know, he says in his word, we can do, you know, the things that Jesus did in his ministry and even greater things. What if we just 100% believe that? And everyone that we talked to and everyone, everywhere that we went, we walked in that reality. That was our, our, our paradigm shift in our mind that now this is the new reality. God is willing. He's able. You know, somebody comes up to you. I look, I got cancer. It's metastasized. And you say, you know what? Right now, let's lay hands on you. And in the name of Jesus, we declare and decree and we pray. Now, here's the thing. Is he going to heal it every time? No. But the, our job is to believe it in faith. And then that way. We activate, if the Lord is willing, if he wants to answer those prayers, he will. And if he doesn't, that's because there's another reason that we don't understand. See, this is where people try to, you know, point fingers at Christians because they say, well, you pray and nothing happened. Listen, we pray in accordance to his will and we believe by faith. That's who we are. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right, we're going to be right back. This is Pastor Todd. I'm on fire this morning. I'm going to tell you right now because I do believe these things. And I know that as we activate and we go out in the highways and the byways and we stand for righteousness and truth and we represent Christ, this whole nation is going to be shaken. But we've got to believe it. We've got to believe it wholeheartedly. We've got to get rid of the doubt. We're going to close in this last segment. Very important. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Come on. Welcome back. Just just be in his presence for a minute. Will you do that? Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. We praise you, Jesus. Just praise him wherever you are right now. Just praise him. Lord, you're worthy. Lord, you're worthy. You deserve the glory. Hallelujah. All right, this is the Todd Coconado Show. We're having church up in here today. You know, I used to go to the church on the way many, many, many years ago. I was raised up under Dr. Jack Hayford and, uh, you know, my family and several other amazing mentors. But they used to play this song. And I just remember no matter what was going on in my life, no matter what was going on, I was young back then. I mean, this is, this is years ago, my teens and my very early 20s. And I just remember that no matter what I was going through, there would be a peace that would come over me. And I remember that God is on the throne. And I think somebody on here today needs to remember that, that God is on the throne. No matter what's going on in your life, just take a breath right now. Just take a breath right now. Lord, I trust you. Do you trust him with your path? Do you trust him with your family member's path? Do you trust him with your life? Listen, I'm a prepper. I know, you know, sometimes I kind of make fun of prepping, but honestly, I am a prepper. I have storable food. I have water. I get prepared. Well, you know what the Lord's shown me in this season? is that no matter how much I prepare, I'll never be prepared enough. Because I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't really know what's ahead other than what the Word of God tells us. And that's pretty treacherous things. Hopefully, we'll be raptured out of here before that, right? But what if we're not? Am I going to praise Him? Am I going to give Him glory when it's, H-E-double-L on earth? I'm like, what am I going to do? Because I think right now 
He wants to prepare us for what's to come. Like, this is a warrior class now. No more messing around. This is a warrior class he's raising up. He's like, are you going to stand? Are you going to trust? Are you going to believe? This is what God has asked. This is why we're here right now. This is what this whole moment is. This is a, a preparation and a separation before we go into the destination. I keep saying that. Where we're going is going to be rough, but if we have faith, we're going to get through it. God is going to protect us. He's going to provide, but we've got to get our minds right. We've got to get our minds right. Very, very important because from here on out, it's going to get tough. You may not want to hear that. I understand there's a lot of people that don't preach on these things, don't teach on these things, but I'm just here to tell you, it's going to be tough from here on out. So we've got to be prepared in our minds and we've got to have faith and we've got to know who he is. You know, we got to we got to know who we are and who he is. He's the one that's going to get us through. So what does the Bible say about faith? You know, in Hebrews 11:1 1, it says faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Perhaps no other component of our life in, as a Christian is more important than our faith. We cannot purchase it, sell it, or give it to our friends. So what is faith and what's the role that it plays in our life? Well, the dictionary defines it as the belief in, devotion to, or trust in somebody or something, especially without logical proof. It also defines faith as the belief in and devotion to God. The belief in God. That's it. The Bible has much more to say about faith, though, and how important it is. In fact, it's so important that without faith, we have no place with God, and it's impossible to please him. That's Hebrews eleven six, According to the Bible, faith is belief in one, the one true God without actually seeing him. Where does it come from? Well, faith's not something we conjure up on our own, nor is it something that we are born with, nor is faith the result of diligence and study or the pursuit of spiritual Ephesians 2, 8, uh, 8 through 9 says it's clear. Here's, here's where it comes from. It's a gift from God, not because we deserve it. You know what I'm saying? It's not that we deserve it. We're sinners in need of a Savior. It's not because we've earned it or we're worthy to have it. It's not from ourselves. It's from God. It's not obtained by our power or our free will. Faith is simply given to us by God along with his grace and mercy according to his holy plan and purpose And because of that, he gets all the glory. And listen, faith comes from hearing, hearing the word of God. We've got to be in the word. That is God's ultimate truth that he gives us. So why do we have it? Well, God designed us in a way to distinguish between those who belong to him and those who don't. It's called faith. Very simply, we need faith to please God. God tells us that it pleases him, that we believe in him, even though we cannot see him at times. A key part is Hebrews eleven six. It tells us he rewards those who earnestly seek him. We've got to seek him. This is not to say that we have faith in God just to get something from him. However, God loves us enough to bless those who are obedient and faithful. We see a perfect example in Luke seven fifty. Jesus is engaged in dialogue with a sinful woman when he gives us a glimpse of why faith is so rewarding. He says, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. The woman believed in Jesus Christ by faith, and he rewarded her for it. And finally, faith is what sustains us to the end, knowing that by faith we will be in heaven with God for all eternity. To live is Christ, to die is gain. Scripture says, though you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and are filled with an inexpressible and glorious joy. 
for you are receiving the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. First Peter 1, 8 through 9. Let me give you a few examples before we go. Hebrews chapter 11 is known as the faith chapter because it is the great deeds of faith are described in this chapter. And by faith, Abel offered a pleasing sacrifice to the Lord. Verse four, uh, by faith, Noah prepared the ark in a time where the rain was unknown. Verse seven, uh, Abraham left his home and obeyed God, God's commands to go and he knew not where and then willingly offered up his promised son. Can you imagine that? In verse 8 through 10, and also in verse 17, by faith, Moses led his children of, of Israel, you know, the children of Israel out of Egypt. Verse uh, 23 through 29, by faith, Rahab received the spies of Israel and saved her life. Verse 31, many more heroes of the faith are mentioned who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions and quenched the fury of the flames and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weaknesses was turned into strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Clearly, the existence of faith is demonstrated by action. That's right. There's got to be an action. We believe it, therefore we walk in it. And that's how we exude that to everybody who's watching us, especially when we're in the trial. According to the Bible, faith is essential to Christianity. Without the demonstration of faith and trust in God, we have no place in him. Seriously, most people have a vague, disjointed notion of who God is, but lack the the reverence necessary for his exalted position in their lives. These people lack the true faith needed to have an eternal relationship with the God who loves them. True faith goes beyond a simple acknowledgement of God's existence. If you want a scripture for that, it's James 2.19 to a life-changing reliance on who God is. You have an encounter with the living God. And that's where you trust and that's where you have faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. And, and faith can falter at times, yes. I have it happen, you have it happen, but it is a gift from God given to his children. He provides in times of trial and testing in order to prove that our faith is real and to sharpen and strengthen it. And this is why James tells us, consider it pure joy when we fall into trials because the testing of our faith produces perseverance and matures us, providing the evidence that our faith is real. Mic drop. Listen, if you've been struggling with your faith, it's okay. I'm not here to condemn you, like I said earlier. Let's get this right. This is the reality of our world. Lord, in Jesus' name, I thank you for every person listening to today's broadcast. And I pray as we walk in these turbulent times that our faith is turned up to being on fire for you, that we walk in obedience and we know that you are with us even until the end of the age. You will never leave us. You will never forsake us. You have made us fearfully and wonderfully. You are ordering our steps. You are guiding our path. You are taking us from glory to glory. We will not back down. We will not capitulate. We will not cave. We will not lose faith. We trust in you. We thank you for the gift of faith. And Lord, I pray that our faith would be just strong as we go forward. And we would never look back. And we would stand on your promise, which is yes and amen, hope in the future. In the name of Jesus Christ, our King, hallelujah. I hope you got something out of today. Let me tell you something. God has been in this studio today. I feel his anointing. And I am thankful for him and I'm thankful for you. And all I'm trying to say is that God wants his army, his remnant warriors to be all in, to get into the deep end. 
And we can't let our faith falter, especially when we're in the valley moment. We've got to put our faith and trust in the one who created all things. And whatever the outcome, whatever the outcome, we're going to be there. I'm a Christian for life. There's no back exit strategy. There's, there's no place where I'm going to pull the, the, the cord and jump out with the parachute. I'm not going to go back to my vomit. I'm not going to go back to the things that God saved me from. I am going to believe that he is with me, that he is, he's leading my path. And you believe that as well, please, okay? Because it's the reality of our world. I hope I wasn't hard on you today. I love you so much. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast. I just want to see you as on fire as you can be. I want you to, I want you to be in the optimal version of you. We love you. We'll see you next week. God bless. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast today. If you're hearing this message, you're on the podcast or on Rumble or one of our other streaming platforms. But I just want to thank you for tuning in. We are so excited in the middle of all the stuff that's going on in the world right now. We're opening the first Remnant Revival Center, one of many, hopefully, here in Nashville, Tennessee. The first, uh, the grand opening service is going to be on May 5th, 2023. It's only a couple of weeks away now. So it's, it's coming real soon. If you're anywhere in driving distance to Nashville, come on out. We'd absolutely love to see you. And it may go more than one day. I'm just saying it might. I don't know yet. Uh, but we would love to fellowship with you. And um, God is doing something new and something fresh. And we're not going to grow weary in doing good. We're going to stand on the promise of God. And this is just one layer, by the way, of so many different things that this ministry is doing. we got the radio show, the podcast, the Sunday service that we broadcast each week on Brighteon TV, on uh, His Glory TV, uh, on America's Media Periscope, of course, on all of our streaming platforms. And then, you know, uh, every day we talk to people and counsel and help people and, uh, you know, different needs that come across at the ministry that people reach out. Uh, we got the Religious Liberty Coalition, which is standing for religious liberty and freedom. And that's a whole nother subject matter. Um, and then we've got Remnant.News. Do you know about Remnant.News? You can go to www.remnant.news. And that's our daily blog. And we put up a lot of stuff on there and, and information that you can't find anywhere else. So we're busy. We love you. Thank you for your support. You are amazing. This remnant army is, is the, what keeps us going. Of course, the Lord as well. He is our source, our main source. I give him all the glory. I just marvel sometimes to think about all the things that God is doing. And uh, let us know how we can pray for you. By the way, we have a once a month Zoom call called the Core Group, and that's where we can fellowship and spend time together. And we're going to have one, even though we're doing all these things, we're going to have one this month. So stay tuned. And uh, I just appreciate you guys. Thank you for tuning in. And uh, join us this week as we do all the other broadcasts and, of course, Sunday service. It's, uh, you can find it on our Facebook channel, which is at Real Todd Coconado. You can find it on our Rumble channel, which is the Todd Coconado Show and all the other places where you listen to this broadcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you. We're going to stand and fight. We're not going to give up. I know it looks crazy, but in the end, we know who wins. We win. Amen? You win. We win. If you're in Christ, you win. Hey, before I go, too, I want to make sure if you've accepted Jesus Christ today, you've listened to this broadcast, and you said, listen, I need to have more faith. I want to have faith. If that's you, just repeat this prayer after me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, I thank you for the cross of Calvary. I thank you that you died and rose again for my sins. Jesus, come into my heart. Be my Lord and be my Savior. I will serve you all the days of my life. 
I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart that you are Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you just said that prayer for the first time or even if you rededicated your life, reach out to us at pastortodd.org. Let us know. We'd be happy to send you a Bible. And if you have any questions, we'd be happy to try to answer them for you. Main thing I want you to know is you're not alone. There is a remnant army out here. And it doesn't matter if you just accepted Jesus today or you've been in Christ for 40 years. We are here to stand with one another. God is raising up a remnant for a time as this. Hallelujah. We're putting together the Underground Railroad for the remnant. And uh, we are not going to stop because we know the God of heaven and earth is with us. He is the wind beneath our wings. He is real. When I got stabbed nine times, he said to make sure you tell the people that I'm real. Well, guess what? God is real. This is the reality of our world. And we're going to continue to press ahead in victory. Amen. All right. Love you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll talk soon.